With all he's involved with, Pavelka sees it as his responsibility to finish the tasks he takes on. He's never shied away from work, and whether he has family members say, hey, you know, Jacob, you know, we'll, we'll take care of your steer tonight, we'll wash your steer for you, he's always the first one to say, no, that's my project, and, that, you know, and I'm going to be out there and I'm going to do it, irregardless of the amount of things I have on the schedule. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> Lots been going on, so uh, let me get into that in a minute. But if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're listening one of three ways. Through my website, markscalia.com. And check out more of that site, because you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter and come see one of my shows. That would be fun. The second way you can listen, if you want to be more active, you want to be participant, you can click that box you're listening to, and that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com, and that is our broadcasting site, and then you can sign on using a Facebook address, and then wham, bam, you get to live chat. Now, right now, we have about 135 currently. At one point during the uh, during the sound check, there was like 200. 230 something like that and uh people are being anonymous which is fine be anonymous but if you do want to be part of live chat you got to sign in using facebook and that's how that works the third way you can listen is if you cannot listen live to our live broadcast you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version available through itunes and google play so let me get into the show as i get into the show every single week with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's it. When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And where do we begin with this week? Uh, let's start with me, and then we'll expand the search out. Let's try that one. First of all, I have rearranged my office once again. And I'm trying to stand more. So I set up my the whole setup on my standing desk. So I've got everything set up. And of course, I'm having a not a great day today, physically. So I, I'm forced to sit in a stool. So I'm standing, sitting, standing, sitting, standing, sitting. So that's what I got kind of going on. So you're going to hear the, you might hear the, the creak of the uh, the chair or something like that. So pay no attention to the man behind the counter because it's just me. I am healing fast. But I'm not healing fast enough. Not not fast enough for me. I want to be in better shape. I'm just about three weeks with surgery. It'll be three weeks tomorrow. And I'm still experiencing a great deal of pain down my legs. And I wish I wasn't. I just, I want to be in better shape. I want to move. 
I want to go to the gym. I want to start working out. Oh, uh, oh, a couple of people signed on. Hi, Karen. Hi, Kim. We still got like 130 people signed in elsewhere, which is fantastic. So they're listening to the sound of my voice and they want to be stalking. They'll stalk me. That's fine. So I'm just not healing fast enough. I'm off the drugs, I'm, <laughs> which sounds strange. I'm not taking any more drugs for my back. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, and I'm going to be starting uh, some PT, some rehab next week, I hope, to get all that done. Uh, Kim says, hi, Karen. Hi, Mark. Hi, everyone. Sorry to hear that. Yes, I am still in pain. Just, you know, and I kind of, I did a lot yesterday. You know, I did a lot yesterday. I did a, I did a corporate gig, which I was, I did the right thing. I'm standing, I'm sitting, I'm moving, I'm standing, sitting, I'm moving. I'm doing all the right things. I'm completely doing all the right things. And then of course I did a, a benefit show last night. I emceeded an event for, I won't get into it cause it's, it's a little depressing, but I don't have any time to do that. And it was a little longer and I had to stand a lot more and, um, the, I didn't really sit as often as I wanted. So I kind of. I don't want to say overdid it, but I did. I pushed myself a little bit hard yesterday. So I think today I'm a little more, you know, sore with that. But I'm trying to do all the right things. You know, I'm still I'm booking work and I'm and I'm uh, I'm I'm talking to the right people and I'm being nice to the right people. Um, what is this glue still? Oh, oh, I got to tell you this, Cam. You want to you want to, you want to talk about interesting stuff. The glue isn't the only thing. Sunday, I had a uh, another corporate gig. And it was a longer gig, but I was I felt better on Monday than I did than I do today. But kind of out of the shower, just kind of rubbing my back a little bit. And I was like, oh, what's that? And I thought it was either um, you know, dried blood or something, but it was a little scratchy. So I grabbed it a little bit and I went, Oh, it's a thread. And I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe it was stuck. And I well, I can't see it. So I'm thinking, well, maybe it's stuck in the wound and it just kind of after the shower, it kind of broke free. So I was like, okay, well, it's still connected. So I took my little scissors and I cut it. Turns out it was about an inch and a half. So then I put it down because I want to show my wife because it's all about show and tell when I got these wounds. And I grabbed, I I looked for the edge, you know, because, you know, when you cut it, you don't want to tear yourself on it. So I grabbed, I went to grab where it was. And apparently I grabbed it and went to pull it and didn't mean to pull it. I pulled it out of me. I pulled threading out of me. My Build-A-Bear is coming apart. I pulled out a good two inches. <laughs> and I was like, ha, ha, ha. And of course, I showed him my wife. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> How wonderful for you, Karen. He saves the pieces that are falling off to show you. <laughs> just, just, it was, it, it freaked me out a little bit. A little bit. Because I thought, I thought. There was no stitches. I was glue. I was counting on the glue holding me together, but apparently there are some more stitches in there based on our conversation from last week or two weeks ago. So I'm trying to do the right thing. You know, I'm uh, donating my time to charity to MC things. Just trying to do the right thing. I think I'm a good person. I try to be like a good person. And today I found a gig in my calendar that I didn't realize I double booked for one of the dates. So it's a month away. It's October. You know, mid October. So I emailed the agent who I have to cancel on because I had taken a previous gig and I saw that through the emails. And I said, look, unfortunately, I didn't catch this. It's my fault. I'd like to apologize. And I said, I hope this doesn't screw you up, but I'm going to have to pull out of the gig. And I'm giving them almost a month of notice. 
the email sent back was very passive aggressive and i don't i mean I, the written word people don't write as well as they used to they just don't nobody's articulate in a uh, in a writing fashion like there's a lot of nuances you don't get like i try to be nuanced when i write either a script or in an email or even a text i try to be a little nuanced but this the, the, basically the email was i'll even read it to you i read you the exact email you tell me you tell me because i got a little time on this one this is it here's what i sent the agent i made a mistake on october blah 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 i had a booking that never showed up in my calendar it just popped up today and I wanted to give you a heads up. I'm so sorry if this messes you up. Let me know uh, your go on this. Of course, I'm trying to say that I'm articulate and I misspell like six fucking words. Let me know if your go on this. Again, sorry for the mess up. The response, it does mess me up, but at least it's not last minute. Thanks. That's it. That's what I got. And I'm like, why is there, why like, I don't think I'm a dick. I don't think I'm a douchey person. I really don't. I, I just don't understand why it, there's still doucheness like that. Is this per No, no, they are not a millennial. They are not a millennial. Which you would think. I don't know. I just, maybe it's emails, just not, you know. But it's, you know, people are into their own thing. And, and here's the funny thing. That same an agent has canceled at least two other gigs on two other occasions with one less than 24 hours notice. Like it's a Friday night gig and I got, I got a call Thursday morning. You know, it's something like that. Another one I got a week notice. So it's not like that hasn't been reciprocated. But at least I'm given that type of downtime, which I don't get it. There's just no consideration. There's a lot of bad things going on in the world. So, so speaking of bad things, let's go over this. Hurricanes? Floods, Trump, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> hurricanes. We in the Northeast are currently experiencing uh, the remnants of Jose, apparently. And it's churning up everywhere from, I think it's like Maryland all the way up to Maine. And it's churning up the, the ocean and the coastal lines and we worry about erosion and blah, 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 blah. But, and we get, we got a lot of heavy winds today. Matter of fact, I moved my car because I thought maybe, oh, if the tree snaps which I hate that tree. It's not even my tree. It's somebody else's tree. And I'm like, I want it down. So I moved my car to make sure it wouldn't be a problem. But, oh my goodness. I don't know if you guys look at uh, the on the listeners. We have 290 listeners currently. <laughs> Kim said, I appreciate the headlines to read. No way, Jose, in the morning. <laughs> we didn't get that blast originally forecasted. Well, yeah, that is a good thing that we didn't get that. But Maria is is fucking what i don't know what that's that storm is just kicking the piss out of puerto rico which that country i mean it's a country it really is it's i know it's our territory but puerto rico is its own country i mean it's part of our territory but people consider them puerto rican that's my heritage and you know blah 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 and i don't know whatever i don't know the details but they're like 72 billion dollars in debt and now with the fucking hurricane going through we should sell that fucking place just make our money back and the floods hopefully maria will just downgrade and that won't hit florida again because i my friends have finally uh both in uh um, houston and in florida they finally made it back to their homes which is fantastic hold on i'm going to adjust my seat they finally made it back which is great uh, a lot of them got their power back some of them well some of them got the power back 
not as bad as they thought in a lot of the cases, at least in my friends. So I guess that's some that's some good thing. So and of course, Trump addressed the U.N. (laughs) He's calling Kim Jong Un rocket man. Now, first of all, he didn't invent that. That was actually a phrase somebody else coined. I think it was the New Yorker or something that quoted that or there was some other thing. And now he's calling him Rocketman. But first of all, you know, this isn't, it's not a pissing contest. I mean, the guy on the other side of the fucking world, he's got some missiles. I mean, like, I don't know why we're afraid of him. Missiles can't reach us. That's the whole point. And China should be stepping in. They're not doing shit. And, you know, what about, I mean, first of all, North and South Korea, nobody's even picking on Korea. Like, nobody says anything about Korea. When was the last time? Like, you say, oh, we got to stop terrorists and out of out of Syria or Iraq or Iran. Or, you know, we, we you know we have to end a trade embargo against blah, blah, blah. Or we, we need to increase our trade with Britain. You know, but nobody ever says, what the fuck's, you know, Korea. Nobody ever says that. It was Elton John that coined the phrase Rocket Man. Yes. That was the song Rocket Man. But I'm talking about calling Kim Jong Un. Un. Oh, oh, my back hurts so badly. Oh, goodness. So I'm going to be up and down all night, if you can picture that. Waka waka. That's an old joke. What'd she say? Uh, Kim Santos said, at least we know what music Trump likes. <laughs> Must be the music. What's this? Hawkeye Pierce was the last guy to say something bad about Korea. (laughs) Let me continue with the monologue. The Christmas trolley tickets are finally on sale, and a lot of them, I would say about 40%, are already sold out, a lot of the shows. I know you guys are listening, and I have finally, let me double-check this. Yes, yes. I have put my available dates, the dates I'm going to be on the Christmas trolley, on my calendar, on my website, markscalia.com. So you can check it out. And hopefully your tickets match my schedule. If not, you can always email me through Facebook or through my website. That works out. And, of course, my third location for the 2018 Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival just confirmed. Far From the Tree will be the Thursday night location. So it's going to be Far From the Tree Thursday, Deacon Giles on Friday night, and Finn's on Saturday night. I'm still working on maybe possibly doing a Sunday, expanding a little bit. Still working on that, but we'll see how that goes. So here's what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to take my first break. When I come back... You are actually going to get to speak with and listen to one of the best guys in the business, one of the funniest guys in the business. Frank Santarelli will be joining the radio irregardless airways. Now, I got to tell you, we've had a lot of great comics on this show, a lot of new comics, up and coming comics, uh, seasoned comics, guys have been doing it for a while, girls that have been doing it all over the country, national acts. Frank Santarelli, up to this point, probably one of the biggest name recognition comics I've had on the show. And uh, there's an interesting story I got to tell you when uh, when I get Frank in. But also a little bit of a treat. If you're not familiar with Frank Cinerelli, we got a little bit of a clip of him doing some stand-up in the first break. So hold on, listen through the break, and when we come back, you'll listen to Frank Cinerelli. You are listening to Radio Regardless, and we'll be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and although it's fairly warm now, Winter is coming, and when it does, be sure to see me on the Salem Christmas Trolley 
tickets are $30 each, and there's plenty of shows so that I get to torment all of you. But feel free to pay for the ticket and not show up, because less bodies, more money. And until I see you on the trolley, this is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you a humbug. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. I enjoy working with Mark Scalia because irregardless of whether you listen to it or not, we're going to do it. So you should hop on in. So we're comedians. Uh, I'm a wordsmith. Oh, yeah. I use words. Do you think this is a funny word? Tweezers. Never wanted to hear my mother say, go get the tweezers. That meant something needed to be plucked. Great word, pluck. This is a great word, lozenge. Nobody uses that word, right? Only in commercials. You hear people go, excuse me, I have a sore throat. Would you happen to have a lozenge? The password is lozenge. Next time I read the pharmacy, you go, excuse me, where are your lozenges? Show me lozenges. Where are your throat lozenges? This is a really great word, right? Ointment. It's an evil sounding thing, right? Nobody wants to be at the pharmacy getting ointment for any fucking reason. Men or women, it doesn't matter. If you're at the pharmacy getting ointment, you got fucking problems. You probably have a huge rash. Great word, rash. And it sucks because you need a tube of ointment. The worst part is the ointment's not working. You need something stronger. A stronger substance called salve. Oh my God, it's a salve. S-A-L-V-E, salve. And it comes in a big fucking can. You gotta open it with a screwdriver, like it's a can of paint. Once it's open, you gotta take your whole hand and go, ah, pull out a huge hunk of it. Now your rash is totally out of control, and you need salve. And you need to apply it liberally. Liberal amounts of salve. Sleeping in salve. Just grease the whole inside of your bed, slide in there naked. You're going nowhere. When I went cross-country skiing, when I was done, I needed salve. You know why? Because I was chafed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. This is a great word. Naked. It's always been a classic, right? Saw the two of you. You were naked. I don't even want to know what buck naked is. Great word. Nude. Very funny word. I saw the two of you. You were in the nude. Now, you weren't just nude. You were in the nude. How did they find you? In the nude. Two ends of the spectrum, though. Naked and nude, right? Naked is like, don't come in. I'm naked. Shut that fucking door. Right? And nude is like, come in. I'm nude. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via the phone, the amazingly funny Frank Santarelli, everybody. <laughs> That's him. That's him doing his own clapping. But I got enough. Can you hear that, Frank? They love you. They love you. <laughs> So uh, I actually. I'm well, at somebody's backyard party and drink it. Are you? Really? That's how my career. That's how my career is going. 
I'm at a backyard party in Drake. Well, and you're on my show simultaneously. So, so you know something? I'm doing better than you are tonight. That works out. Right. So, guys, I just put all his information in the chat. That is Frank Santarelli. You can find him. You can free stalk him on Twitter and Facebook. He's at Real F S O T S, which is F Sots. <laughs> Real F Sots. by Mike Clark. What? <laughs> um, Frank Santarelli of The Sopranos. Oh. Nice. Frank Santarelli of The Sopranos. He's Too- been saying that about me for years. Oh, that worked. Oh, and, see, uh, yeah, mean. so it kind of just stuck. He's got nicknames for everybody. <laughs> he calls it? Greg Howell G-Funny. Yeah, G-Funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he's got nicknames for everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's how that started. And you can also find uh, him on his website, franksantarelli.com. Let me spell it for you people listening to the podcast. S-A-N-T-O-R-E-L-L-I. And that I don't know, is correct. I don't know how you don't know who Frank Santarelli is. And, <laughs> and I, because not just that, not just that you've been around for years touring the country all over the world. And right. also, Georgie from The Sopranos. And I, I, said, <laughs> I said to Frank... I said, now let me let me tell you about the first time I ever met Frank Santarelli. I walked, and this is like uh, probably twenty five years ago. And I, you know, at the time, you're meeting all these really huge comics, and you know, I'm a kid, so I go, uh, "How are you, Mister Santarelli?" <laughs> and he goes, "How are you, Mister Scalia?" So every time I see him, I go, "Mister Santarelli," every single. And the name isn't of the, that funny? That every so funny. the name of the show is Mister Santarelli meet Mister Scalia. So that's the name of the show tonight. <laughs> But uh, yeah, <clears throat> well, it's great to be on your show, and um, I want I appreciate it, and um, this is really fun. I'm having a lot of fun being on your show in the last three minutes. It's great, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm excited, uh, you know, that I'm on, and uh, this is great. Well, so uh, well, let's the, let's rock. The the funny thing is now, Frank. <laughs> I didn't know this because I, you know, Frank and I have known each other for years, and I'm like, oh, Frank will never be on this little shitty show. He'll never be on my. He doesn't do podcasts. He's a big star. He's not going to do this. And I, oh, yeah. then I looked at everything. Gotta- I'm like. Like, you did like a local cable channel, and I'm like, what the fuck? I gotta ask him. I gotta That's ask right. him. Oh yeah, I did a local channel. Yeah, that was the uh, what was her name? Oh my god, she was such a nice lady. Um, she's from Waltham. You saw that? I yeah, it's it's on YouTube. And I'm like, well, no, because I'm thinking, well, you know, you've been on Showtime. I mean, I mean you've been on uh, Comedy Central, and you were, you know, of course, HBO. And I'm like, there's there's no way. There's no way. And then I'm like, is that fucking local cable? I'm like, I go, well, it can't, it can't oh, yeah, hurt. You got to promote your name. You got to get your name it, out it, there. It can't hurt. <laughs> Absolutely. And the funny thing is in the pre-interview when we when we talked, I said, you know, I, every time Frank goes somewhere, they ask him, hey, what's the Sopranos? What's the Sopranos? How's the Sopranos? What's going on with the Sopranos? And I said, you know, he's probably bored of talking about it. And then the, No, not at all. In the pre-interview, right. you're like, no, it's <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's uh, it's my do, do you know that somebody put together a YouTube video of um, it says nobody I likes know, Georgie? That crazy <laughs> out of nowhere. I looked at it. And I was like, that's hysterical. Somebody put together a YouTube video of every time of somebody hits you. Every time on the <laughs> you get it. It's uh, it's called it's called somebody hates Georgie. Somebody, or, yeah, or people hate Georgie. People hate Georgie. Georgie. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it shows me getting beaten up. Yes. 
And you had like an eye injury on the same eye. First, Tony Soprano takes your eye out. And then, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, uh, I can't even think of the other actor's name. He was in The Matrix and, uh, you know, eventually. Oh, uh, Joe Pantoliano. Yeah, Joe, Joe Pantoliano. Uh, and I forget his name. What's his, what's his character's name? Oh, um, Ralphie. Ralphie, Ralph yeah. Ciparetto. Yeah, and Ralph takes yeah, a chain. And he's up, doing, he beats me up with a chain. With the chain, the, the gladiator the thing. He does a gladiator yes. thing. First, he breaks a pretzel on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, gladiator, you fuck. Watch the movie. He breaks a big, huge pretzel. He's smoking it like a cigar. He's got a big, huge, like one of those dad's pretzel rods that he's got in his mouth. This is... And he breaks it on my chest. <laughs> and then he hits me in the stomach and chest with a pool stick. Yes. Jabbing me with a pool Keeps stick. Jabbing you. Yep. Right, right. So... And then uh, and then the chain comes out. <laughs> and he's going, some people. And he's swinging. I'm going, come on, Ralph. And I'm backing off. Yep. And he goes, he swings it and it hits me in the face. Yep. And Gandolfini is... Uh, runs into the room yep, and because he was busy, my eye open and he goes, "Take him to the hospital." <laughs> he goes, "Come on, pussy boy." <laughs> he calls me pussy boy. This is this and, is a clip of you go, messing. Oh my god! This is a clip of you messing with the phone. I love it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like Gandolfini's watching me yep. dial the phone, and what One, I don't realize two. is I'm dialing the phone like his yep. mother. <laughs> And that's what makes him snap, because she dials the phone the same way I yep. do, with the middle finger. I'm using my middle finger. Yep. Well, his mother, Livia, was dialing the telephone. They showed one second of her dialing the phone like that with one finger. So, so I kind of reminded of his mother, and I'm going, hello, hello, which she used to do, too. She used to go, hello, hello, like that all the time. And so he snaps and hits me. Uh, twice with the phone. Uh, I just called in the, it. In the, head, in the head twice with the phone, right? <laughs> Do do you remember how many times you got hit in the show? You know, we did a bunch of takes of that. No <laughs> kidding, we did a whole bunch of takes. Oh my god! And um, uh. he was uh, hitting hitting me with this rubber phone that they had. Oh wow! He wasn't hitting me. He wasn't hitting me. He was hitting like a like a, a stand that would hold a shim for the light crew. Oh, it was yeah. just a big hunk of metal sticking up, and they pretended they put it right in front of my face. And then they hit this, he got to hit this, actually hit me, but wow. hit the rubber rubber thing in front of my face. So it sounded like pop. It was going pop like that, you know, like it was great. And then it broke in half. Did, did he? Oh, After shit, did like really? 20 takes, it really broke. Oh, my it God. It was like someone told me it was $900 or something from, the, from, a, from a place in L.A. We got a rubber phone <laughs> so oh he could God. do that So because they, they really wanted the impact sound. Of him hitting me with the phone. Well, yeah, not to, that's how exact they were for a lot of things. Well, not to bring up, cool. uh, not to bring up anything uncomfortable, but I mean, were you close with uh, James Gandolfini? You know what? I kind of was um, in a unique kind of way, right? For his work, mm. it was one of the few times he was alone with somebody, and so a lot of scenes we did were just me and him, and so yes, I did get to hang out with him and see him and but also he had his script with him the whole time and the show was exploding so the pressure was on him and he was not approachable 
you know, like I right. would leave him alone. He was with his script, and he had people standing, kind of standing around him. Oh, Almost wow. like a guard. Yeah, a guard of people that were just letting him look at his script because all, all the lines were his. And most scenes were him. And so... Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine the yeah, pressure of that. Yeah, yeah. So he was exploding on the scene. Wow. It was like hanging out with Babe Ruth, yes. you know. <laughs> and uh, we're all just standing around watching this guy do this thing that was just mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. And it was mesmerizing to watch him act. As a, as a cast and a crew, because we got to go up and the, there was a balcony we could go up and stand and watch. And wow. So I hung around long hours after I was done just to watch him, but there was a lot of scenes we were together. And so, yeah, no, I did have a relationship with him. Uh, I worked with him. I was close with him, and he would high-five me when we were done, <laughs> hug me and talk to me a little bit while we were working. And, wow. Hey, where'd you get that watch? I go, what? He goes, where'd you get that watch? Is that your watch or is that a casting choice? And I go, you know what? That's my watch. And he goes, have you told someone yet that that's your watch? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, if something happens and you don't bring that watch, it's not going to be good. You know, you need to bring that watch. Oh, now. yeah, for that's continuity. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll bring the watch. Don't worry about it. You know. Wow. He's like, no, no, you have to give it to them. You have to give it to them so nothing happens to it. You know, I always, I always, <laughs> it was, it was such an intense show. And my, my wife actually did, uh, she was in New York at the time. So she did a day on it. And, you know, I watched HBO and I watched all the shows and it was just such an amazing show. But because you were on the show with it, I, mean, I can imagine the, I mean, I, I've never seen any outtakes or any bloopers. I would imagine that there oh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There had to be. There was a bunch when I was working. <laughs> well, what it was is just takes. You know, you do one take and then you do another right. take and another take. Yeah. And, um, and then um, a couple times the pressure was on me because Gandolfini was doing this thing where he was coming into the thing and walking by me. This is the first day I'm on the set. Nobody knows who the hell I am. I'm Georgie. I got a line, hello, hello, hello. And, oh, yeah, uh, listen, there was this guy that called. You know, this guy called, and I, whatever my line was. Yeah. And Gandolfini comes in, and he goes, listen, Georgie, if somebody calls, take a fucking message, okay? Write it down on a piece of paper, whatever. Take my messages, and don't screw up. And as, and he's got lines, and I can't remember what the lines were, but he kept fucking up. Oh, my God. And then I had, like, two lines. I had, like, there's a guy for you on line six. <laughs> And your mother called. Something simple like that. And I've screwed it up. <laughs> right. And so that was the pressure that was on me. Yes. Was I had very little to say. But when I said it, I had to say it at the right time with the right inflection and exactly. all that. Yeah. So it was under a microscope. Me, because they were like, wait a minute, who is this kid? You know, he's a comedian. Does he know what he's doing here? You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And so, I oh, and they don't make some, bones about it either. Heavyweights. Yeah, they, they don't you know, make like, bones like about it at all. Oh, God. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm in with heavyweights. I'm in with Pantoliano, and I'm yeah. in with, uh, with, with Gandolfini yeah. and Lorraine Bracco, and these are some real actors. You yeah. Know I mean, they don't have time to somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. So I was kind of like mm. freaking out a little bit. <laughs> And I had a lot to do. I had a lot to do, and I'm in a lot of those episodes where you don't, you know, you see me walking around and stuff. But it's um, 
Yeah. It was uh, under, I was under a microscope, absolutely. And when I was done with the first day, uh, what happened was I went into the makeup trailer and I took my makeup off and the girl came in and said, hey man, they're taking pictures of your tattoos. And I said, oh, that's good. And she goes, that's huge. And I said, why? She said, that means you're coming back. Why? <laughs> and I went, really? And she said, yeah, yeah. We Do you have a contract with these people? And I said, no, I don't. She said, oh, so you were just a day player today. I said, yes, I was. She said, well, obviously you did something right because they want you back because they're taking pictures of your tattoos. So you're not just the uh, one off. fly by yeah. night you know they're gonna they're gonna use you again i said wow Jeez. really and she said yeah that's what it looks like why would they take pictures of your tattoos if they didn't need to and i said okay yeah you know, that's cool you know and i was like wow and sure enough they called me for the next episode that nice. was in the first four episodes of probably the best goddamn television show that was ever on television oh yeah yeah it was one of the last where people ran home to watch the television oh yeah when they had to be home for it right yeah and that made it special and some guy at a bar said that to me once he goes i gotta tell you something man these people that binge watch they don't get it <laughs> he goes, the best thing is to wait for the week and wait for it to be on television and tell all your friends and people that yeah. you don't want to talk to them and mute the commercials but watch the show yeah. you know like if you're really into it you know like even he said the the weekly the weekly thing was what a reason for I almost oh, miss yeah. I miss network television for that reason. I mean, or, yes. or scheduled television. Yes, yes. It was, but that's what was one of the last TV shows where people said, "Hey, I'm leaving this party, and it's a Sunday it night, and I don't have to work tomorrow, but I'm going home to watch the Sopranos." Absolutely, yeah. One of my uh, one of my listeners actually just said, uh, "Wasn't Frank on the Brotherhood too?" I was. You were. I was. Wow, that guy's win a prize. No. <laughs> I have one line on an episode of that sh series, right? And um, well, you got to watch out. My it, my uh, my listeners tend to be stalkers, so they're probably on. They're, yeah, they're trolling really IMDb. That person, that person wins a cigar because I have one scene, one line, one scene in one episode of that show. It was me me saying, "Mr. Nizzoli wants to see you now." <laughs> I swear to God, that's the line. And the guy's probably laughing right now. He's probably laughing his ass off. I knew that. That's the line. I, I knew that. And um, <laughs> I was in an episode with the guy, um, and uh, Mr. Nazoli wants to see him. And um, it was my one line, and one that's hysterical, yeah. You I, know, every I, time I think of that, when you have, like, one line, I just think of, for you, Rack, when you go, it's perfect. That was a damn good show. It's, it's, that was a damn good TV show, by the way. It was really, really good. And Tony V was in it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tony V got murdered in that episode. He got murdered episodes. like like the third yeah, episode. He, he was a cop, he wasn't got, he? Like, garroted. He got garroted. Yeah, he got strangled to death like Luca Brasi. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical. But, but you know, every time I see you do like one line in something, I just think you're acting. Where you go, that's it. Well, what, what yeah, more are you looking you know, for? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kenny Rogerson. You know, Kenny Rogerson. Oh yeah, Kenny. Yeah, he's binge. He's binge watching The Sopranos and. So he says, I saw you the other night, and he's tickled by it. You know, he's like, oh, my God, it's so funny to watch you on that show, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Well, a couple of weeks goes by, and he calls me up, and he goes, hey, man, 
I want to tell you something. He goes, I'm watching The Sopranos, okay? And it's this iconic TV show. And I love it. And I'm watching it. And then you come on. Ah! <laughs> he goes, and then you come on. He goes, and you and you ruined the whole thing for me. Oh. He goes, now it's not The Sopranos anymore. It's fucking Santorelli. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the funniest That's, thing you ever heard? Well, come, coming oh, from Kenny, it God. makes perfect sense. Right. Kenny Rogerson is in the pantheon of funniest people of all time. Oh, and right. I love Just for that alone. Listen, I'm watching The Sopranos and it's this great <laughs> show and I love it and then you come on the screen and I go, what the fuck? This isn't The Sopranos anymore. Well, I'm watching a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. I was doing a corporate gig in like South Carolina and it got done at like 11 o'clock and I went back to the hotel room. I finally drove back, and I'm all set up. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave in the morning. So I said, let me just watch TV for 10 minutes. And there was a, a live from like Atlantic City kind of thing. And I turned on the fucking TV, and Kenny Rogers is on. I'm like, what? You got to be kidding That's me. That's hysterical. You got to be kidding me. I That's can't get away. That's hysterical. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, Kenny's a funny dude. Man. Oh, Kenny's, Kenny's great. Funny dude. But I'll tell you what, Frank. So I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What's that? No, you got to take a break? Yeah, I was going to take a break unless you got something. Sure. No, no, go ahead. We'll take a break. All right, let me, let me take a quick break. And I want to talk more. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit more with, you got with, it. with Frank. So hang on through the break. Hey, guys, you are you listening it. to Radio Irregardless. And we will be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and although it's fairly warm now, winter is coming. And when it does, be sure to see me on the Salem Christmas Trolley. Tickets are $30 each, and there's plenty of shows so that I get to torment all of you. But feel free to pay for the ticket and not show up, because less bodies, more money. And until I see you on the trolley, this is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you a humbug. This is Jessica Babylon, and you are listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Irregardless of the fact that you're a grammar slut like I am, you're still going to listen because you know that it's funny. So have a good time. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still... On the, the phone line is Mr. Frank Centarelli. And again, you, hey, can, man. you can free stock him on Twitter and Facebook. He's at Real S O, no, Real F S O T S. That's Real Frank Centarelli of the Sopranos. F T S. F, I keep screwing it up every time. Real F Sots. F Sots. That's it. And you know something? If you don't remember any of that, you can go to his website, frankcenarelli.com, and check him out. And uh, his your calendar is up there, too, right? They can go see you do some stand up. Yeah, you can go see me anywhere in New England. And um, yeah, it's uh, I've been a comedian since 1981. Oh, my goodness. And uh, yeah, I know. I started with Drew Carey at the Cleveland Comedy Club in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, because you're, yeah, you're originally and, um, from Cleveland. I didn't realize that's that. That's right. And he makes $11 million a year, <laughs> and I'm in a basement. I'm in a basement in Drake at Mass next week. <laughs> Doing a live podcast. <laughs> I have the funniest line, uh, funniest thing anyone's ever said to a comedian right before he goes up on stage. <laughs> what was that? You ready? I was at a show once, and it was in a living room. It was in someone's living room. <sighs> And, right, I'm standing in front of the fireplace, and there's probably, like, 40 people. 
like <laughs> mashed into this little like den mm-hmm. and I'm going to perform and a woman gives me my money in her hand like a like a drug deal she kind of <laughs> leans over and gives it to me and then she whispers she whispers to me I hope you're funny there have been some deaths in the family <laughs> what I swear to god she said I hope you're funny there have been some deaths in the family <laughs> and I staggered uh, trying not to laugh at that. Oh my and god! I told Tony V. I thought Tony V. was going to drive into a telephone pole. He was laughing so hard. Um, the other one is I walk in this room and it's a giant ballroom, and it's like uh, maybe like two hundred people like doing gambling, and there's like a crap table mm. and uh, spinning the wheel. What is that roulette? Yeah. And uh, there's there's a, a poker. And uh, pie gal poker, and um, what's the other one? Texas Hold'em, Texas and like uh, it's this is a big kind of thing, and uh, <laughs> we're all in there. And um, uh, what the heck was I talking about? That's <laughs> <laughs> like oh, every moment and, of my mind. So the lady, and so so wait a minute. In the middle of the room <laughs> is uh, is a, a, a pole with an Indian headdress on it. No. And it's uh, people are uh, clipping one hundred dollar bills to it, okay. like in The Godfather. You know how they do. The, well, yeah, like the, they do the with the They they taped all yeah, the bills yeah, to the statue. Yeah, that kind of thing. And so that was in the middle of the room. So it, oh yeah, that's right. It was a benefit. It was a benefit for something. I can't remember what American Cancer Society. Okay. I'm not sure what the benefit was about. All I know is there was a big Indian headdress in the middle of the room, <laughs> okay. and I see it. And the woman sees me and she goes, "Hi." Um, uh, are you Frank? And I said, yes, I am. And she said, oh, good, good. Um, well, the show's going to start in about 10 minutes. And I said, you don't have any seats. <laughs> she goes, oh, you need people seated? What the <laughs> yeah, fuck? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. And then she goes, okay, uh, well, we'll get some seats out there for you. And um, I would like you to wear the Indian headdress. No, no. And go around and, go around and rank, on all, rank on all the tables. Oh, my God. I go, I go, rank on all the tables. She goes, yeah, I'd like you to do that. Can you do that for me? And I go, uh, no, no, I won't be ranking on any tables. And she goes, what? Oh. Oh, that disappoints me. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say, what are you, Michael Corleone? She goes, uh, goes, that disappoints me. Uh, And Larry Lee Lewis had booked the show. (laughs) And she goes, she goes, um, oh, my gosh. uh, Larry said you would do whatever I wanted. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, yeah, I think he thought that, you know, maybe if you meant more time or something, I said, I, I'm not going to be wearing the Indian headdress. Ooh, she says once again, ooh, oh, that disappoints me. <laughs> I said, well, listen, maybe oh you uh, you uh, want you don't really want a comedian for tonight. I, I'm going to go home. And I turn around and I walk away from her. And she chased me. She goes, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Listen. I said, listen, you don't want a comedian tonight. It's too much craziness. There's too many things going on here. No one's going to listen to me. I said, don't worry about paying me. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I went home. 
Isn't that funny? Oh my god! Oh my I, you know god! It's, yeah. You know what's fucked up? Every time I see you, I'm going to picture you with an Indian headdress on. <laughs> an Indian? Will you wear the Indian you, headdress you... and rank on all the tables? <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about, lady? Are you uh, for real?" She was not kidding. I'm going to take your headshot you and Photoshop an Indian headdress on it. And oh, that would it be so funny. I'm going to do that. Facebook. I'm going to. I'm going to do that. Put it on Facebook. I'm, I'm home tomorrow. I'm going to. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to put that on Facebook, the story, because it's so funny, right? Is it's, that the funniest thing ever? Yeah, and I can, I'm i pretty good at Photoshop, so I can do that for you. <laughs> right. But I you, need to write that on stage. No, I need the, to write that up. The whole, the whole goddamn thing. That's funny. Right, right. So I'll tell you what, Frank. We got a ton of listeners, and for some, like, now we're over almost 460 listeners tonight, just for you. Oh, that's great. Which is fantastic. So you're putting me over the edge, which is great. What I usually do is I play a a quick little game with my guests, and I wrote this game. I wrote this game especially for you. We're going to, and you're going to play directly against (laughs) my audience. We're going to play Let Me Be Frank. For those of us climbing to the top of the food chain, there can be no mercy. No mercy. There is but one rule. Hunt or be hunted. Yikes. Wow. Welcome back. That's Kevin Spacey. He's scary, motherfucker. Is that Kevin Spacey, really? Yeah, that's that's Kevin Spacey on uh, House of Cards. That's great. Yeah. Have you seen that show? It sounds like Darth Vader. Yeah, that's another show where I just walk around the house, I look at my wife, and I just go... Now, Claire, there won't be another reason for me to raise my voice. Now, will there? She goes, "Stop it! Stop <laughs> it!" <laughs> I want Spacey does impressions of everybody. I'm going to do an impression of oh, Spacey. I'm going to burn his ass. Have you seen that tape? That's amazing. Oh, him He's doing all absolutely that? Absolutely yeah. astounding. He's just you know the whole the, the everything from Al Pacino right, right. All the way over. So we're going to play Let Me Be Frank. Now, I've got a lot of signed-in listeners. There's a ton of them. They are listening on a delay because of the internet, anywhere between three to five seconds. But since you and I speak on the phone, we are virtually instantaneous. So when I ask you the question, if you know the answer, you just say it. And and they have to listen to the question and then figure out if they know it and then do it. So that's their disadvantage. There's a delay. But their advantage is there's more of them than of you. So you're competing directly. Okay. So so because it's let me be frank, I'm going to give you a a little clue. I'm going to read you something, and you have to guess who it is. And the person's name has the word Frank in it, whether it's the first name or the last name. (laughs) Very simple. Very simple. Like, here's the first one. If I said, he's got you under his skin. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. That would be correct. I'm going to be Frank. Okay. Can I still be Garth? Correct. That's the first one. So you got that. Boom. That's easy. This one's a little trickier. Enemy of Captain America and can purge two out of three. Uh, I don't know who that is. It's it's kind of an obscure thing. you got to know the movies, otherwise you wouldn't get them. Okay. Has the word Frank in his name or her name? (laughs) Their name. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Oh, I'm seeing seeing if my audience knows. My audience got to know this. This is actually – there's a lot of – there we go. Hmm. People are saying, hmm. That's all they're writing. I'll give it. I'll give it five seconds, and then it goes to nobody. Four, three, two, one. And let me be even more frank. No. Okay. Nobody. Frank, oh. 
No, <laughs> that was actually from The Godfather. But anyway, right. it's Frank Grillo. The actor's name is Frank Grillo. It's, I told you. I very don't know him. Well, here's an easier one. Wrote a great right. diary. <laughs> and Frank. And Frank, which is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to hell for that? I don't know. It is the Jewish New Year, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to hell. From, I'm going to hell for that. I'm going to hell. You know something? That, I'm going to hell And there's a that. shit ton of people listening, too. So, and Frank. Oh but you were a little late in the draw, Cam. Uh, how about this? A friend, of mine says, a friend of mine says, I'm going to hell, but I'm going to be general manager. <laughs> <laughs> I said to everybody. I said to everybody. My mom, my mom died a long time ago, and there's no way she's going to let me go to hell. <laughs> Right. She goes, no, no, no. Send him up here with me. It'll be worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's really How about this one? This one, <laughs> so this, this one you may get. Go home and get your shine box. So said ill-fated Billy Bats. Ah, Frank. Who was Frank, actually? Uh, he was in The Sopranos as well. Never trust anybody with two first names. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, Jesus. Can't think of it. <laughs> it's a tricky one. What's your first he, name? He played Phil Leotardo. Oh, Frank, uh, uh, he just died. He just, he just died, yes. Frank Vincent. Oh, you lost Vincent. that one. You lost that one. Sorry. Did you think I'd forgotten you? <laughs> Perhaps you hoped I had. Yeah, that's an incorrect answer. It's spooky. From <laughs> there we go. Right, right. How about this that's one? Funny. This one's All easy. Right. This one's easy. Richard Nixon, Perry White, Skeletor, and Count Dracula. Richard Nixon, Perry White, Skeletor, and Count Dracula. What about them? <laughs> That this actor play Frank Langella. Oh my God, my wife got it. <laughs> Karen, you're gonna get this. Let me be Frank. As long as I can be Dean and Gus can be Sammy. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> Frank Langella. He played Richard Nixon, Perry right. White, Skeletor, and Count Dracula. Love him. She Isn't that funny? Wow, that's a great little trivia question there because I would never have gotten. That. He's played much more than, but those are the most obscure. And I figured I went, oh my all god, right, that's right. right. He did play Skeletor with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, how about this one, Frank? Uh, how about this one? Now, Mad TV and John Madden sound alike. Oh, Caliendo. Frank Caliendo. That is correct. I'm gonna be Frank. <laughs> okay. Can I still be Garth? That's correct. How about this one? Riddle me this. Why is one side black and one side white? Oh, Frank Gorsham. Frank Gorsham. <laughs> Let me be Frank. As long as I can be Dean and Gus can be Sammy. <laughs> and you, he's from from Star Trek. And I, that's why I always loved him. Yeah, that's a good episode. That's it. That's a great episode. How about this one? Fred Flintstone's best political friend. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> gotta have the name. Gotta have the name Frank in it. Couldn't tell you. Who, Frank, I don't know who's Fred, Frank on. Who's who's Fred Frinsell's best friend? Barney Rubble. Right. It, Karen said Barney Frank is correct. <laughs> oh. Get it? Fred Flintstone's yes. whatever. Yes. <laughs> and the last Sorry. one. And the last one. His daughter is a Valley Girl. Uh, couldn't tell you. 
His daughter is a valley girl. Frank. I don't know. His son's name is Dweezil. Zappa. Oh, but you were slightly slower than Paul who got it just then. Ah. All right. Let's do this. There was a lot of them. So let me count them up. Let's take our third break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Frank about the three things I ask of all my guests. Tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And I tabulated all the scores. There were a lot of them. It was tough to figure out. But by the hair of your teeth, Mr. Frank Cinarelli, you win! <laughs> you win. <laughs> There's nothing to win. <laughs> you don't win anything. No, <laughs> accolades. There's no prize money involved. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was looking for fifty bucks. I know. Well, you know something. I would give. You know, I'm gonna. I'm get... looking for lunch Tuesday. <laughs> Here's what I'll Next do. Tuesday. I will Facebook a picture of you with an address on. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. We'll do that. Do that. So Frank, I want you to wear the Indian headdress and go around <laughs> and rank on all the tables. Can you do that for me? It couldn't have been worse unless they asked you to carry a bow and arrow. <laughs> um, listen, I really can't do that. Oh, that disappoints me. <laughs> that disappoints me. You've got to do that. Like that. She You've goes like that. that. I wanted to go, what are you, Michael Corleone? You've got to do that. He says to Connie, he says to Connie, <laughs> if you go out with, continue to go out with this guy, I will be very, you'll disappoint You'll me. disappoint me. <laughs> you'll disappoint me. And that wasn't good. He doesn't like to be disappointed. <laughs> did, did Mr. Any- Mr. Corleone does not like to be missed. Mr. Corleone likes bad news right away. <laughs> so oh, that? Yeah, oh, that That's was so uh, Rob Duvall. Yes. Yeah, that was in front of, uh, in front of uh, what's yes. his name? Uh, Waltz. Yes. She made me look ridiculous. Oh. And I'm a man who cannot afford to look ridiculous. It's this one. Uh, this is it. And let me be even more frank. That's that's him. That's him. Dancing lessons, singing lessons. I, and she was a great piece of ass, and I've had them and all. She runs off, and she runs off. There's no and way he he's going to get me look ridiculous. And I'm a man <laughs> that cannot look ridiculous. <laughs> now you get the hell out of here. Listen, you tell your buddy I'm no band leader. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't think I know about I, I that? I know that story. I know that story. Oh, <laughs> he goes, oh, oh, you don't think I know that story? Oh, you don't think I know that story? So, Frank, yeah. before, we, before we let you go. Um, and it's, with his guinea charm with, and his, 
Oily air. <laughs> then he goes, well, uh, sir, I'm actually German-Irish. Well, listen, my kraut mick friend. Oh, brutal. <laughs> great, Absolutely great brutal. Man. Right. <laughs> it, it's been great having you on, Frank. And I got to ask Thank you, man. Um, if you would, uh, please, we'll go through this fairly quick so we'll let you go. We don't want to keep you too long. But please, if you would, tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. Started at the Cleveland Comedy Club on an open mic night. Wow. I won 50 bucks first prize in 1981. And after four weeks in a row... The guy told me, you can't be in the amateur shows anymore. And I said, no. And he goes, yeah, we're going to have you MC." And I MC for like two years there. And I moved to Boston in 85. So the, the first time I was on stage was the Cleveland Comedy Club at an open mic night. Wow. The best show I ever had nice. was for Annette Pollock at some bar in Malden. And I don't know why, and I have never been able to figure out why, but it was absolutely astounding. Every word I said clicked, and I just absolutely blew the place apart. Wow. It was the best show I ever had physically and technically. It was perfect, and it was in the middle of nowhere. You would think, you know, you, your career spans, like, decades, and you're like... It was a little place. place that Annette Pollock Fantastic. Me in, and I still, to this day, have no idea why. Wow. Every person in there, and there was probably, like, 125. Wow. And I blew the place apart, and when I left the stage, I said, that was the best show I ever had in my life. And people were coming up to me for an hour after the show. It was unbelievable. They just came up to me just to go, hey, man, that was unbelievable. I just clicked with these people. It was so weird. Wow. Yeah. And then the worst show, huh, there's about a dozen of those. <laughs> <laughs> There's about a dozen of those. Where show um, same place next week. <laughs> I, I week just can't. Think, I can't off the top, top of my head. The, the worst shows are there's a bunch of them. Um, mm. Yeah, where um, I pushed my way through the crowd and got into a fight. Oh yeah, what? Uh, what? <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, oh. Yeah, and um, never been see, in a the fight. worst crowd. I, you know, one of the worst crowds I ever had was. Uh, um, uh, a Sunday at the Cleveland County Club, as I became, I became the MC on Sunday nights at the open mic night. Yeah, and one of the nights it just got so rowdy, and the police came, and the, and the comedians were fighting with the audience. And it was insane. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. It was like the worst night of comedy I've the, ever seen. The only and time I was involved in it, I was like the house MC <laughs> that night. You know, the only time I ever remember a fight ever breaking out at a comedy show. Was when this will get you. Frankie Bastille came running into Nick's because he was down the street at the Charles Playhouse at the Connection. He came right. out looking for guns, and I'm like 22. So he goes, he goes, this fucking guy down the street starting some shit. He goes, he goes, we need some fucking bodies down there and even out the score because you're fucking with the comics. And Frankie, Pist four of us coming down, and Frankie Pastille's walking right down the middle of fucking. Just Warren to the street. Warren down the street going, turn around going, you motherfuckers better not turn around. You better throw down on me. <laughs> and we went Frankie down there. Bastille. And we went down there. There was no fight anymore. It was all done because Frankie had left. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Now, wait a minute. Is Frankie Bastille still alive? No, no. Frankie, uh, Frankie passed, uh, I don't know, I think probably he's got to be probably close to almost 10 years now. Actually, okay. my friend Paul would know. Frankie, I mean, yeah. I just remember Frankie's joke when he goes, 
he did the thing about Yogi the Yogi Bear, and he, his funniest line was like, why don't just one time I wanted Yogi walk up to the range and go, let me wear your fucking hat. That's funny. It's just That's great. But Frank, oh my God, thanks for being right, part buddy. of the show tonight. And I, I really done. appreciate so it. Much. It's can, been amazing. Can I get a cut of this? Can I get a disc of this? <laughs> a di- yeah, you know something? The um the I'm gonna have the program up probably in about three or four days, hopefully. Okay, and, good. Uh, and I'll send yeah, you a link to a it. Disc of it. Yeah, so I can listen to it. Definitely. All right, All right buddy. Frank, thanks so much. Thank you. All you right, bye bye. I'll see you. Frank Santarelli, everybody. Oh my god. Amazing stories about the Sopranos. Great stand-up stories. Hell of a nice guy. And again, follow him. Go to his website, frankcenarelli.com, and then you can free-stalk him through Twitter and Facebook. Oh, my God. What a funny show. <laughs> oh, Indian headdress. Now I have to Now I have to Photoshop that picture of him. I have to find an Indian headdress in his headshot and put him together. He's going to die. It's going to be so fucking funny. But I tell you what, let me tell you where I'm going to be this coming weekend. Tomorrow night, I am off. I'm going to be resting up a little bit more. Always resting, resting, resting. But Friday and Saturday night, I will be at the Kowloon up in Saugus, Mass. Uh, and Paul Gilligan's going to be closing that show. Not sure his opening. But I will be middling those two shows. It's going to be a lot of fun. Paul Gilligan, extremely funny guy. So that's me Friday and Saturday night. Sunday... We will be doing our last Salem Spirits trolley before we open up in October. Tickets are still available, by the way. So if you want to check that out, I would be I would be more than welcome to see you guys on that trolley because it's such a fun time. So, hey, if you want to be a sponsor, you want to email the show at radioirregardless at gmail.com or call the hotline 978-219-9294. That would be great. And you can leave a question or comment. So here's the other thing. Next week, we're going to be off, but we are starting the Halloween run. October 4th. So we'll see you guys in two weeks. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello.